This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Hi everyone. Welcome to Tantahillim. I hope everyone is having a nice Yantif and enjoying all the blessings in your life even as we go through an extremely difficult time. And as always, I invite you to have a Tehillim in front of you. And of course, your midnight snack. Please open up your Tehillim to Parak Kuf Chaf Vav. Okay, this Parak, um, this is the Parak Shir Hamalos, the Shir Hamalos that we say before benching on Shabbos and on Yantif. Benching during the week and on Yantif and Shabbos is preceded by a paragraph that reminds us of the current situation that we're in in Gullah. Because traditionally, um, when we're in a happy situation in a state of joy at a wedding, when we build a new house, we stop to remember the Chorban. So now that we finished a full meal and we're feeling satisfied, we add in a paragraph. So during the week, we say Al Naharos Bavel. And that paragraph in Tehillim is all about the negative, sad parts of going down to Gala. But on Shabbos and Yantif, we want to be uplifted even as we remember the Chorban. So we sing this Shir Hamalos, which focuses on the positive of the future of Kal Yisrael, of what it's going to look like when we are redeemed from Gala. So this parak speaks of the glory and the excitement of our final redemption and offers encouragement and praise to Kal Yisrael in the state that we're now in, in Gullus, as we prepare for better times ahead. I chose this parak because we're going to be saying it a lot now over Yantif and Shabbos and Yantif and Shabbos. Um, so it's nice to know what we're saying. It makes benching a lot more meaningful. But more importantly, I chose it because it provides us with the chizuk and the comfort that Hashem wants us to have on Shabbos and Yantif. And my intention today in teaching you this parak is to help us take the chizuk and the comfort that we give ourselves on Shabbos and Yantif and infuse it into our daily life. Um, I want that to spill over for all of us in a very tangible way. So let's look inside at Parak Kuf Chaf Vav Pasuk Aleph. Shir Hamalos B'Shuv Hashem Eshivas Tion Hayinu Kechamen. A song of ascent. When Hashem returns the captivity of Tion, we will be like dreamers. So what does this mean, Hayinu Kechamen? We're going to be like dreamers. So there's a bunch of beautiful explanations here. I'm going to spend a little bit of time here because I think there's some very nice messages to take out. So one explanation is we're going to be like dreamers, meaning that when Mashiach comes and we're going to be in in that amazing state of being coming out of Gullus, we're going to we're going to look back at our tough times, at our tough years in Gullus, and we're going to feel like it was all just one big nightmare. Um, And so that's one explanation that we're we're happy now, we're 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 being redeemed, and we're we're like we were like dream. all those years, we must have been in, and it just must have been a terrible dream. It's, going to, it's highlighting here for us the disparity between the way we're going to feel then and the, the difficult times that we're going through now. Number two, the second idea I wanted to bring out here is that Rav Hirsch says that Hashem gave us all a mission to influence the world in a positive way. 
to be a light onto the nations. And when some, we're supposed to be here as Kalyastral, we're supposed to be influencing the world positively, infusing the world with spirituality and morality and goodness and honesty and all the right values. So when somebody is dreaming, they're in a deep sleep and they don't know what's going on around them. So he's saying, Rav Hirsch, that in Gullah, we're dreaming. We're oblivious. We don't see what's going on around us. We don't realize the impact that we're making on the world around us. But when we're going to be redeemed and Mashiach comes, we'll see the extent of our accomplishments and we're going to say we were kechomen before. We were dreaming. We didn't realize how much of an impact, how much of a positive impact we had on the world. We didn't see the extent and the ripple effect of all of our good deeds that we did in this world. And this concept really speaks to me right now, this explanation of Hayinu Kachaman, that we were dreaming, that we didn't realize, we're going to realize at the time of Mashiach, and when we wake up from our dream, how much we influence the world for the better. This is a concept that is really a welcome change from some of the discouraging, the discouraging messages that we hear at times like this, when, when things are rough. We hear a lot about us being punished and us needing to change and, and in a very negative type of way, that, that, we're being, that we're not enough and what we're doing is not good enough. And, we, we, and that's why we're being treated this way, and that's why Hashem is sending us this, this onesh. Um, and I just, I just want to highlight here that we are making a difference in the world, a positive impact with every good deed that we do, and we need to view it that way. We, we need to see ourselves as using this challenge to uplift ourselves and grow in a positive way and not in a negative way that we're being punished. Like, you know, all the parenting classes this day and age, when you, when you hear them, you don't hear the word punishment. It's not about a punishment. It's about a parent loving their child and wanting them to think about what they're doing and reevaluate and work on themselves and become better. Um, and that's the message that we have to keep. We are, we do, we make an, a tremendous impact on the world, and we're going to see in the time of Mashiach, when we come out of our dreamy sleep, we're going to see um, how amazing we really are. And the Malbim says, and the last explanation that I'm going to bring here, is that, and this is something else that really speaks to me, um, we are, he says, we merit a Yeshua, the reason that we merit, this, this coming out of Gullah, this, this redemption that we're talking about in this parak, is because we dreamt about it all the years. It's because we were kechomen. We were dreamers. We lived in Gullah, but we knew that the Geula would come. We knew. We saw it in our mind's eye so clearly. Uh, what child, what person is not living with an Ani Mam and Vamuna Shalema? This is how we live. This is what we sing. This is what we breathe. Um, this is our whole life. So, and this, this is the schus that we're dreamers. And this is another rimud schus on Kal Yisrael, that our bitachon is intact, even through all the years of all the tough times that we've been through, all the destruction of the Holocaust, et cetera, et cetera. We have come out and we are dreaming of the geula. We are kecholmen. Okay, pastok bees az yimali schok pinu ulashoneinu rina. Then our mouth will fill with laughter and will sing out joyously. So what does this mean that our mouth is going to fill up with laughter in the time of Mashiach? 
So one explanation is that when it says yimale pinu, that our mouth is going to be full, it's trying to say here that in times of gullus, our mouth is never full of laughter. We're never completely happy. There's always a but. There's always avel, like the word avel. When somebody, an avel, I once heard that. The word avel comes from the word avel, but. They could be happy in life, but there's always going to be that person missing in their life. There's always going to be that loss underlying the ha- underneath the happiness. Um, you know, we're, we're having weddings now, but they're happening in driveways with missing people and no grandparents around. We have youngsters now, but we have to sit alone in our house. Gullus is about the, you know, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of the but. But here in the time of Mashiach, we're saying, as Yemale Shopinu, it will just be happiness and joy. And the second explanation that I want to say is that in the future, we will laugh. In the future, we're going to laugh at all the things that we thought were bad, but really they turned out to be good. Picture like if you were, if you were passing by a house that was getting knocked down. Would you cry? Would you be sad? Would you call the cops? Like, that would be funny if you did that, right? Why? Because you know that ultimately the reason it's being knocked down is that it could be built up into a beautiful brand new house. So that's what it means here when it says, in the future when Mashiach comes, we're going to look back at all the difficult times that we had where we were crying, we were downtrodden, and we're going to say, and we're going to say, it's hilarious. We're going to, we're, it's mamish going to be downright funny to see how we thought it was so bad, but really it turned out to be good. And we all have examples like this in our own life, all of us. Um, well, I, try, I was trying to get a job a while ago, like maybe like two years ago. I was trying to get a job, and I was really, really trying. And it was like a job that I should have nailed. I should have gotten it. Like, it didn't make sense that it was so difficult. And I just was dying for that particular position. And it was frustrating. People, pe- the people who were getting that position were, were, you know, I felt like, you know, I could also do that. Why can't I do that? So it was really frustrating. But sure enough, um, amazing opportunity, an amazing opportunity came my way that year, and I saw very, very clearly that if I would have gotten that job, there's no way, there's no way that I would have gotten that amazing opportunity. I wouldn't have been able to take it. I would have been too busy with that other job. And we have so many, you know, examples of bad things turning into good things, people who go through difficult times opening up organizations that help thousands of people um, mistakes that we make that we think are awful, but ultimately we come out learning so much from them. Okay, az yomru vagayim higdil Hashem lasos They will say among the nations, God has done great things with these. So the nations, in the time of Mashiach, the nations are going to say, the world is going to see how much Hashem cared for us all along. Yes, we were persecuted. Yes, we had it hard. Um, but in, in the end, they're going to see, oh, you see? You see how Hashem saves them, and he always saves them, and they're going to see it so clearly. Hashem has done great things with us. We have remained glad. So while the Gaim are only going to see during the time of Mashiach that Hashem was really, is really here for us, we see it all along. We were happy in the Gullah. 
we were happy even amongst the hardships because we knew, we saw Hashem's hand, even in his invisibleness, we were able to see how he was helping us. And therefore, we were always happy all along. Pasuk Dalit. Shuvah Hashem es shivisenu kafikim banegev. Return us from our captivity like springs in the desert. Okay, so let's understand this comparison here. Um, be, having a Yeshua, having a Geula is like springs in the desert. It's like a dry desert where all of a sudden out of nowhere, a gush of water, a beautiful spring just comes out out of nowhere. So the Geul, this is showing us that in our life very often it seems so dry and parched and hopeless. And suddenly, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, a Yeshua comes. And this happens very often. Sometimes we don't recognize it. Sometimes we do. But this is, this is what happens. And this Pesach, really, it's like my new version of Yeshua Hashem Karafayin. Uh, this is Yeshua Hashem Eshvisenu Kafikim Banegev. Like, Hashem is going to take us out of whatever Taurus we're going through, like a spring in the desert. Like, what? where did you come from? How on earth, how is this even possible? Um, with corona that's going on now, we, we, you hear people saying it doesn't even make sense. Like, we're going to be stuck in this for so long. How is it ever going to go away? And, and this is how. Hashem is going to bring a spring in the desert out of nowhere. And it's going to show us all what he's capable of and, and his gvura. Um, a, a silly example that I had with a, my printer. My printer was broken. I had people coming to check it to see what was the matter. It was so annoying. I kept having to print things out. You know how it is when you're missing that thing in your life that you need. Um, and people, they were coming. They know there's an issue with the Wi-Fi, with the this, with the that. It's not going to work. You need a new one, whatever. Anyways, it just sat there. I forgot about it. And one day, my kid comes out of the, out of the study. Ma, look, look what I printed out. And I'm like, how, how on earth? How on earth? I've been trying to get that printer to work for so long. And, like, it's a silly example, but there, it doesn't need to make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. It's kafik and banegev. Hashem decided she had enough aggravation with the printer. Done. There's no more printer problem. <laughs> so in Mr. Sam, we're all going to see the same Yeshua with coronavirus. Those who sow with tears will reap in glad song. We're being compared here to farmers who are planting in this dry desert. And because of this kafik in Banega, because of the spring that Hashem brings, because of the sudden Yeshua that Hashem brings in, we're going to reap our, um, the fruits of our labor. We're going to reap our crops in, in, in joy, with joyous songs. Um, so, again, here we see that we're, we're putting in so much effort, all the testing with corona and all the they're trying to figure out a vaccine and working, they're trying to work out how we can move on with our life. And, and we're, 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 we're in tears. We're like, how is this going to be ending? But we have to remember that the Rina Yiktoru, Hashem brings springs in the dry land. And just like my job example, and just like the printer, um, Hashem has miraculous ways. And we should just remember this as we're going through the tarot. 
Pasuk Vav, Halach Yilech Uvacha, Nosei Mesha Chazara, Bo Yavo Verina, Nosei Alumosav. He who carries the seeds will walk on weeping, but he will return happily, bearing his bundles of wheat. So this is like a poetic way of kind of repeating what we said in the previous Pasuk. The farmer walks with his seeds and he's crying. He's crying because he's like, how is the seed ever going to grow in this dry land? But he ends up coming home happy with bundles of wheat harvest, with so many bundles in his arms. Rabbi Gamliel says, it's the same thing with our lives. After every challenge, after every difficulty that we endure, we emerge reborn and we merit higher levels of blessing in our life. The Torah says, Vayihi Erev, Vayihi Boker. This is the way of the world. That it's the, it's the darkness, it's the evening, and then comes the light of the morning. Through conquering our challenges, we attain higher levels of being, and we attain higher levels of a, connect, a higher connection with Hashem, more blessings in our life. After 120, we will bring our bundles, our alumosav, our, our sheaves of wheat. We will bring it up to Hashem, and we will receive great rewards. We'll receive even more bundles for all of our efforts. So the two main messages that I want to take out of this parak tonight are as follows. Number one, okay, the idea that we are fulfilling our mission in this world in making a positive impact with every good deed that we do. Everything that we do makes an impact. We shouldn't look at it that we're getting punished and that we're bad and that we're not good enough. Instead, we should see the current challenge as an opportunity to grow in ways that we previously couldn't. So the, use the time for the, being mechanic for children better, for davening and introspection. Use the opportunities to do chesed in your neighborhood, in your family. Um, and so practically speaking, I want to build on this positive view of ourselves, this idea of lifting ourselves up and the, I want to just remind you of a skill that I taught you, I think it was like two or three prakim ago, called pivoting. The idea of taking a thought in your mind that's negative or that's dragging you down and turning towards a more positive, uplifting idea, um, a, a, creating a mantra that's positive or an idea that's positive to replace the negative idea. And I'm bringing this in here again because it's such a valuable tool. It's not, it doesn't do it justice just to give those few minutes that I spoke about it previously. I want to bring it here and again, and I want to show you how to use it in, in a different way. I want, to be, be able to look at our, I want everyone to be able to look at ourselves and lift ourselves up from our negative thoughts about ourselves. Um, so let's, for example, let's say, if I'm thinking, if I'm cooking tomorrow for Yantif, and I'm thinking, I'm so spaced out, I burnt the kugel again, um, I want to switch that. I want to pivot away from that, and I want to replace it with, look how many delicious meals I have been making over Yantif. I want to replace negative things like, look at my kids, they're dropping snacks, bags all over the house. I must have done a terrible job, you know, teaching them manners. Replace that with, Look how much, how relaxed my children feel in this house, and look how much they love me. From that positive place, you'll be able to accomplish so much. Um, replace, I'm so lonely, no one thinks of me. Replace that to, I am loved and cherished, and find reasons to back it up. 
How do you know that you're loved and cherished? If you ask yourself that question, you'll find answers to it. Did one of your grandchildren call you this morning to see how you are? Did someone visit you on Yantif? Back it up. Believe it. Say it and believe it. So that's number one, that we, this idea of positivity, that we're not being, you know, told we're not good enough, and that's not the message that we should be taking out of this. We should take out the opposite, that we are so, we are amazing, and there's so much more we could accomplish. Number two, this idea of hayinu kechomen, be a dreamer. My father, Alava Shalom, used to give a lot of lessons to us children. He used to, you know, give us like these one-line lessons all the time. And it's, in a way, it's a, good, it's a nice thing to learn from him because when you, when you give your kids a whole long messishmooze, they forget about it. But it goes in one ear and out the other. But when you give them a one-liner, you know, sometimes those one-liners, they get stuck in your head forever. And I remember, I'll never forget, he told me, out of nowhere, I remember, he told me, Yal, you need a dream. In life, you have to dream. And I think about him when I say to all of us to be a dreamer. We are the people who dream about the Geula. We are Hayinu Kechomem. We dream about the Geula. We see Hashem's hands even when it's hidden. Hayinu Smechem. We're happy even though we're going through hardships because we have Hashem's support behind us even though He's hidden. So we have this koach to be dreamers. So when we find ourselves in a situation that is making us sad, bringing us down, stop. Stop right there. Okay, you don't have to, only if you want to. If you decide you want to be happy, this is a good way to do it. Stop right there and turn whatever is going on now into a dream about the future ideal reality that you want to have. I do this and it works. Don't, so you don't want to get stuck in the present. Sometimes we're in a difficult situation. We think this is how life is always going to be. It's just always going to be like this. We don't see a way out. We have to remember that life is fluid. Life has many chapters. It doesn't stay the same. Hashem does have amazing things to give us and to bring us as we increase our ability to be, recept- to be receivers of it and we increase our sense of happiness and be tachon. Hashem wants to see. He doesn't want us to get stuck in the present. He wants to see that we believe in his salvation, like we said a few parts ago, according to how much we believe and we hope and we wait for Hashem Yeshua, that's how much chesed he's going to do for us. So how do I do this for real? For real, how do I do this is a very nice idea, right? Okay, let's bring it down. Number one, the first thing you want to do is catch yourself feeling Glum, right? To be mindful of our emotions and our thoughts is always the first step because from there you could shift. So you catch yourself feeling glum and you ask yourself in that moment two questions, two pivotal questions. Number one, what is my ideal version of this very moment? Okay, I'm in a situation that I don't like. What would I rather have now instead? Do I see myself in a big, beautiful house? Am I eating in a big, spacious dining room with beautiful furniture instead of a little cramped apartment? Um, do I have happy, well-behaved children? How, how, what does it look like? How are they behaving? What's going on around me that I really want in life? Um, is it a healthier body that a person is wanting, a loving husband sitting next to them? 
see in detail. Describe to yourself what you see around you in detail. And that's number one. Number two, so that was the question. What is my ideal version of this very moment? That was question one. Question number two, ask, how is this new reality impacting me? How does it make me feel? What do I look like with that beautiful big house, with that situation that I want to be in, with the healthier body, with the loving husband, with the easygoing family conversation? What do, what do I look like? What does my face look like? How do I feel? Really tap into that state of being and talk about how it feels. Talk about to yourself and your mind how that state feels. People really have a hard time doing this because, you know, and people have, you know, people have told me, this is, a, this is a process that I use with clients, and people have told me, like, what? what what's the point of this? Like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, well, I'm in this difficult situation. Are you telling me to paint this fancy picture? What's it going to help me? You know, and we don't allow ourselves to go. We don't dare allow ourselves to go to those amazing places in our minds for some reason. But what I'm suggesting is be a dreamer. Allow yourself the luxury of painting that beautiful picture for yourself. Because when you do that, you are, you are increasing your belief, you are increasing your bitachon, you're increasing your mood, you're lifting up your mood to a place where you are now a vessel and a cleat to be makabal, that exact vision that you have in your mind. You are making yourself into a receiver to receive the reality that you so desire. It says, Right? Hashem is going to give us the things that we want, the things that we have a ratzon for. If we don't think about it, if we don't envision it, and we don't see it in our mind, how can we even get to that place of ratzon where we actually want it? So it really does make a difference. It makes a difference in our mood. It uplifts our mood, and also it draws this vision into our life. So to conclude, don't take the present too seriously. Remember that we're going to be laughing one day. And it might not be so far off. We might see sooner than we think how really this was a good situation. And also remember that Hashem brings Yeshua's kafik in Banegev out of nowhere like springs in the desert and that good things will sprout from this difficulty and from whatever other difficulties you're dealing with. Hazarim Bedima. Thank you for listening and have a good night.